0: On this week's episode of Goat Gab, Cameron and I welcome special guest Joan Vandergrift, who is the co-founder and owner of Caprine Supply. If you haven't had the opportunity to meet Joan, or you haven't discovered the plethora of wonderful goat-related items that you can purchase from Caprine Supply, you are in for a real treat. Join us as we learn more about Caprine Supply, the Amazon for goat breeders. back to our Goat Gabber community for another exciting episode of Goat Gab. We're so excited to be here. And as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Laura Warren-Hughes.
1: And I'm the other co-host, Cameron Jadlowski. And we have a special guest this week that truly is a titan of industry, as I will say here. Laura, do you want to introduce our special guest?
0: Absolutely. We are so thrilled to have Joan Vandergriff. um, From most people who are in Dairy Goats right now probably know her mostly as one of the friendly faces behind Caprine Supply and uh, their amazing Amazon for Dairy Goats as I like to think about it. Um, I've had the privilege of knowing Joan for a long time. And I think I first met her back in the mid to late eighties and um, drooled in Oud and Ood and Odd over her beautiful herd of, of Oat Caprine um, La Mancha's and, uh, have just really been honored to call Joan friend for a long time. So Joan, would you like to tell a little bit about yourself and your um, experiences with the dairy goats?
2: Well, I'm Joan Vandergrift, and the most notable thing for me is that I'm married to Jim Vandergrift, <laughs> who is the founder of Caprine Supply. He is retired, um, but uh, he his philosophy of doing business is what really set the whole company going Uh, and I've had dairy goats since the early 70s. We started with Charles and Molly and uh, worked our way up to Toggenberg's and I had the Dionysius dairy goat uh, herd in California. And when I moved to uh, Kansas and married Jim, we had the Oak Caprine La Mancha's. And uh, we loved all of our goats and uh, really uh, had to give our attention to the business. And uh, our goats were sold to Julie Wiesenhan Mathis in 1980. But we still are active in the industry itself and
0: ADGA. Joan, so in your years of breeding your La Manchas, you had some pretty amazing, notable animals, national show class winners, national champions, and so forth. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah I mean we really did uh, we were fortunate enough to when we started our La Mancha herd to have the buck Antares Voyager and he set the standard and the breed at that point I mean he stamped all of his animals and interestingly I look at virtually every pedigree that La Mancha pedigree that's posted on Facebook and if my style of goats and I say mine outstanding, beautiful elegant style I Go back into their pedigrees, and you'll always find not simply oak caprine, but you'll find Antares Voyager double stamped back there. So uh, we were very lucky, and uh, we did a lot of line and inbreeding, and it worked really
1: well for us. Absolutely. As a former La Mancha breeder myself, I, I see that stuff and I remember that stuff as well. And uh, even remember a, a little a famous guy called Dr. Doolittle back in my tank when we had La Mancha's as well there. So a very influential breeder here and one that continues to carry the, the legacy of the La Mancha breed um, throughout its years.
2: Well, and the other thing is when I look at those pedigrees, they mix well with other uh bloodlines and uh but but that beautiful elegant upstandingness really comes through still
1: oh yeah totally agreed there on that one there um moving right along here though laura what's happening at your place on your farm there
0: well i was really lucky to have survived covid (laughs) so anyway to all the other to all of our listeners that maybe have have been hit with covid man it's 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 rougher to get through than what I thought it was. So I'm, I, my hat's off to everybody who's made it through. And, and if you haven't had it, count yourself lucky, continue to be safe because it's, it's not any fun, but <clears throat> really it took me a, a week before I kind of felt human again. Um, You know, you think you're going to get a week off work and you can get all this stuff done. And, and really I felt like I was doing pretty good to get up and get a shower. I mean, it was, it was just, it was kind of a rough week, but got beyond that. um, Got to spend some good time with my kids over this weekend um, and uh, did all of our annual CAE testing today. So with the help of two of my daughters who went out and pulled blood on everybody. So that's always, that's always like the last big hurdle in my herd before kidding season starts is to make sure that we get that done. So that's, that's about it. Still excited about waiting on babies in a few weeks. So
1: I would like to point out to the listeners listeners, that Laura recorded the podcast while she had COVID, and then she uh, cut it all up and got it out in our at our regularly timed release as well there. So Laura, thank you for that. And I, I'm super impressed, and I could not be um, more proud uh, of you for fighting through that. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. It was a little bit late on Wednesday. I just – it it was the the best I could get done.
1: Uh, we, we we totally understand on that, and listeners, I hopefully you guys understand as well there. But thank you for that, and I'm glad that you're through it now, and hopefully you're on the other foot or the other side of that uh, whole thing, and um, we don't see any more craziness with the COVID from your side there. I have still yet to get it, so um, I, I I texted Laura when she got this actually, listeners, and I said, "Hey, can I schedule my COVID out type thing?" And uh, I don't think it listened very well. <laughs>
0: Well, it's not fun. Joan, have you and Jim escaped it or or, uh, have you been victims too?
2: Well, I was just a positive last December, just not feeling well. Uh, But I I really didn't get really sick. So I think I'm very lucky. We're totally vaccinated and extremely careful. So, uh, you know, the worst thing that I do is go to the gym, but I stay miles away from everybody. But so we've been lucky, but we're very careful.
1: Gotcha, totally understandable there. <laughs> totally understandable. Um, on um, uh, Laura, anything else happening on your farm there?
0: Nope, that's about it.
1: Gotcha. Well, my week, um, I I left and I got back on Friday, and then my dad had induced, um, some goats to kids, so we had two babies last night, and. Again, those barn cameras. I cannot tell you what. Like, I don't know where they've been all my life because you can be watching it all, and you're just like, okay, they're gonna kid or go out there or oh, oop. Um, I was laying in bed last night. It was about ten thirty, and I was, I was like, she's not gonna kid. But I pull it up on my phone, and she's got one spit out right there. Surprise! Yes, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a surprise there. Um, but nonetheless, we've had a couple goats kid there, but we are on a buck um streak as people would say there so not
0: any does
1: yeah we've, we've had two um born mm-hmm. but um nonetheless we uh we are struggling on the dough front there but that's okay um makes it easier to pick for the ones that to keep and um pretty easy to then sort them out um afterwards on who needs to go where type thing yeah for sure right one thing that did happen here that I I kind of want to be transparent with the listeners about and say it does happen here is I, we had one actually abort as well, which was is scary when that happens because all of the excitement, the anticipation you build up there, is happened there. Um, but we're gonna pull some some tricks out of our sleeve here in order to bring her into milk. I think.
0: I hope that works for you.
1: Yeah, me too. Me, me too on this one here. Yeah. Uh, But then I got our website updated as well. So again, it's uh, a lot of work, a lot of mix of work inside and outside and then got our final barn camera set up in the doe area as well. So we can kind of watch them loafing around or we can, my dad can see them when he's at work type thing there. So again, I cannot speak enough about those barn cameras about one, how easy it was. And I felt like for the amount of money we put into our barn cam system, um it's it's definitely worth it, but I will say I feel like my dad is getting lazy now, though
0: <laughs> not lazy. No. It's called working smarter, Cameron,
1: yes, yeah, sure that's what we'll call it,
0: <laughs> Joan, have you guys had anybody hit you hit you up to uh uh endorse a certain type of a barn can, or is that ever something we that you
2: carry them?
0: Oh okay. we
2: carried them years ago, yeah, um. We weren't very successful with them, and we had vendor problems. So, uh, you know, we, we sort of rate the pages and the items, and if they're not really moving, they take, we're very tight on space for our catalog. So, uh, you know, things that aren't moving or are not our big hit. Uh, I think we were before our time, and it certainly is something to consider in the future, because they're wonderful. We have them. I mean, we couldn't live without them.
1: Yeah, and but I think with, with technology,
0: a,
2: with a rooster who crowed in the middle of the night? And <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, I think, a, a, a trained rooster is great. <laughs>
1: I think with the advent of modern technology, and, and uh, you know, we're going to more of a digital ecosystem with the advances in Wi Fi, we don't necessarily need to run cables to the barn anymore, potentially. I think they're just. I think we're at the tip of the iceberg, um, or maybe just you know. I, I think there's a lot more of them to be coming down the pipeline as well here, especially for people that do have busy lives and and you know. Well, I'm all...
2: wondering whether you could just set up a ring camera there, and huh. that's a whole lot
1: less expensive than these barn <laughs> cams. I wonder that that's actually not a bad idea. I'm afraid it would chime every time a goat moved, though. Could be. Yeah. I
2: think, I think you can turn off the chimer.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Joan, what's what's happening in the shop about this time of year? Are you guys getting all of your pre kidding stuff out right now or?
2: We've been doing that since, interestingly, we sold a ton of kidding stuff this summer. Don't ask me why. I mean, we can never figure out that. But the one thing I wanted to to alert people, right now, you would normally be receiving your catalog in your mailbox. Uh, We found out last Thursday that not only is it not in your mailbox, but it wasn't printed. It normally Uh is printed over Christmas. And it wasn't printed. It finished printing Friday. It's at the binder tomorrow. And it won't be mailed until the first week of February. So it's going to be a month late. Oh, wow. However, our website is updated and it has all our new products and uh, it's just, just spanking new and working well. So uh, the catalog will be late, but uh, the website is up to date and there for you 24 7.
1: Well, well, good. I think that's kind of like, that's a great transition into Caprine supply. I call it the Amazon of the goat world um, because you can get it online, but you can also get that catalog as well. So my first question, and it's not necessarily on this outline. We work, we're going to work off, but um, what is, I guess, what's the balance? Do you find more people using the catalog or more people using online for, to, to, to buy their goods? What,
2: what, was definitely our business is about 70% online now. Uh, I will tell you, when we went online in the year 2000, uh, we were at like 20%. 25%. So we're, the majority of our orders are online, but a m- lot of people will have the catalog in front of them and uh, will then work from there or then call us with the catalog in front of them. So we receive very few
0: mail orders these days. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'd, go I'd like to talk about your catalog a little bit, Joan, because to me when I get that catalog in the mail, it's one of those things that I sit down next to my favorite chair And we'll grab, you know, some hot chocolate or some coffee or something and sit down and just really peruse through because it's almost like sitting down. It's almost like sitting down and listening to Goat Gab. (laughs) You guys always have so many neat stories and, and, um, ideas on using your products. And, and I really appreciate that. You know, there's lots of catalogs that get in the mail, but there's not lots of catalogs that, that you sit down and it feels like you've got a goat friend sitting at your elbow talking about the things that you, that you're selling and, and the things that might make goat keeping a little bit easier for you. And I just, I just love that. So I I just want to say thank you for the time and, and the love that goes into that catalog because it's pretty amazing.
2: Well, we can't take I can't take credit for all of it. Remember that this catalog was initiated by Judy Capture in the seventies. Um, I started doing the catalog in nineteen eighty five and it's changed a great deal, but the whole idea is to make it instructional and fun and whimsical and just with a lot of information in it. And we really hate to cut out any of the really goat talk in it for products so it's always a a hard decision on you know the products we're going to put in if we're going to lose any of that feeling and that content
0: so talking about that joan um you said you know you, you mentioned in the 70s what kind of gave you the idea to start caprine supply what was what was kind of the the background behind all that
2: well, uh, Jim had goats, and he couldn't find any products for goats, and he started with a one-page uh, printed both sides and then folded into fourths and mailed to the four states around uh kansas and that's how it began and uh, he he had a lot of help from the coburn company the coburn family as his mentor they do um uh cow dairy cow dairy equipment and uh he, he was, Jim Coburn was very instrumental in helping Jim, but Caprin Savoy has taken off, and uh, it sort of outlasted everybody.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's it's truly a, a testament to not only the great products you guys put together, but but everything else that you provide as well here, and it served a niche that wasn't just needed back you know when the company was first formed, but it's needed, and I feel like even more now, especially with the boom of dairy goats and the rise of the Nigerian dwarf breeders where everyone kind of has a hobby farm there. It's been, it's probably a good time to be in business when you agree.
2: It's been, it's been really a wonderful business for us. Uh, Certainly the Nigerians have forced us to dance, to miniaturize a lot of our products and uh that's been that's been wonderful because we capture a whole different uh group of breeders so uh, it's 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 been a great great business for us we we i get up every morning and say thank you goats
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just that warms my heart hearing that there and um i i'll be honest with you from my experiences with with caprine supply here um, it's not just the goat, you know, my goats that are thankful for them, but the people there are great too. And um, you know, I, I see Laura right here uh, in our show notes typed out a, a special message to Greg, but I know I've worked with Greg too, and Greg is phenomenal.
2: Greg has worked for us in some capacity for thirty something years. Uh, Eventually, he—I mean, he—he he did our landscaping for our house as part of the crew, and then uh, he was wanting to change jobs, and he came in as at the bottom rung as a stalker shipper, and worked his way up to manager. He is phenomenal, and uh, Angie too. Uh, she is the expert in shipping. I will say, I think what really sets us apart is our service, and that's what we've always strived for we We used to be able to say get your order in the morning it'll go out in the afternoon well unfortunately the volume is such that it should go out the next day and uh, so we're we're really keeping ourselves holding ourselves to that philosophy
1: oh yeah Laura go ahead. well
0: i I know living in Missouri um It's not unusual. If I order something on a Wednesday afternoon, I've got it waiting for me when I get home from work on Friday, which I just love, love that because as somebody who doesn't always do a great job of planning and if there's something I need to to take to a show on a Friday, I know it's almost always there. It's you guys, your shipping is just lightning fast.
1: So Joan, you mentioned your customer service there. Do you want to talk about I guess some of the work that you guys do on the customer service front, um, especially around equipment maintenance or or failures of stuff there, because um, I know firsthand. I've talked to Greg before, but you guys want to talk about, or do you want to talk a little bit about some of your support there that you guys are so proud of?
2: Sure. Um, well, we do uh, a lot of over the phone uh, milking machine setup. It comes ready to plug in basically but uh, we do a lot of that and then we have a lot of people who've never worked on a milk you know worked with a milking machine milk by machine and And so uh, there's a lot of people who who need some guidance, and our people are wonderful at doing that. And uh, a lot of advice, don't answer veterinary questions, but we point people in the right direction. Uh, And then, obviously, shipping. We do do a lot of international shipping also. So, uh, you know, we're there to answer questions and take orders and get stuff out as quickly as possible and we always try to ship the most economical way possible. Shipping has become a nightmare because of the exorbitant costs and uh, it's just been very, very difficult for for our customers. I try to charge our customers exactly what it costs to send uh, a package to them.
1: The question about support there and and i love this too because i've been over the phone with greg and he actually was able to walk me through not only some of the problems and how to change some things in my milk machine but he actually helped me be able to have the confidence to rebuild my milk machine motor too and i'm i'm not a technology expert for the first one at, at all he sent me the parts and said kind of kind of walk yourself through it there. And one Friday night, um, I spent some time, um, rebuilding my motor with my grandpa. So yeah, very impressive stuff there. I will say from the support side.
2: Thank you. Well, we try really hard. I mean, that, that's what we're there for is to give great products and great service. That's, that's our philosophy, always has been, and will continue to be so.
0: I had a good time talking with Greg at the convention this year. Um, not only is he a fascinating person just just for the knowledge that he has, but his excitement over new products that, that you all have brought on is just <laughs> contagious. And um, I especially loved talking to him about your new fl- fly-catching systems <laughs> that he had at convention. And uh, for the people that are listening that haven't had a chance to see it yet, he had one for a little bottle. And then he also had one for a five-gallon bucket that I'm totally excited about trying this year.
2: Yeah, but the funniest thing, Laura, is that when he brought it to me to say, should we carry this? I looked at it and said, huh? (laughs) What is this? But it's very clever. And it makes perfect sense. Great product. The little one goes on like a Starbucks cup, and the big one goes on a five-gallon bucket. You fill it with water, soapy water, and the flies go in, and they can't get out.
1: That's genius, if you ask me. It is genius. We didn't make it. but, uh, uh, But
2: it was a new product from our vendor this year, one of the vendors this year. It's great.
1: One So you talk about vendors a lot here. Um, how do you work with your vendors? Do you, do they come to you? Do you go to them? Like, how do you get into communication there? And then do they then just ship their products to you?
2: Well, we, you know, over the years, we've built up relationships with vendors. And uh, some of them have been ongoing for 30 years, Reinhardt and all of, you know, the, uh, the Clippers and stuff like that. But Uh, uh, we research products and then see who's vending them and uh, if it's a product we think we want to carry. We have some preferred vendors and we see if they will carry it uh, because we get pallets in once a week. So if they can just throw those things on a pallet that's already coming, we save on shipping and the price is reflected that way. So basically... Long-standing uh, relationships. Unfortunately, with COVID, uh, everything is backlogged. Uh, the one th- good thing I'll say about our catalog being delayed is that we're stocked up for a third week in January rush with the new catalog. So everything is there. So everything's in stock and tons of stocks, tons of inventory. Uh, and we also try not to back order anything. So we're always updating
1: our inventory. So if I'm a supplier of XYZ and I wanted to get into your catalog, what would be the process of that?
2: You would contact us. Okay. contest us directly. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is we manufacture a lot of products, and we have tried very We manufacture our milking machines, our milk stands, uh, cheese presses, uh, a lot of our uh, uh, all of our goat coats, all of that sort of things, our collars and stuff, and we try really hard to use local people. We use DeSoto, Kansas people to manufacture a lot of our things.
1: Well, that's awesome here. In in a world where we see less and less of locally made or U.S. sourced products there, it's really great to hear that that you guys are are giving back to your community as well.
0: Well, they're right there and, uh, you know, they're dependable. So, Joan, I know later we're going to talk about some of our favorite um, products and so forth, but one I especially wanted to hear some history on and learn a little bit about um, is your Caprine Feeder. I know that when I have people come over to my house to see the baby goats, they're always just amazed at watching all those little hungry babies sucking on that bucket, uh, which is um, uh, lovingly called the suck bucket at our house. But anyway, how did you ever come up with the idea to put together the Caprine feeder?
2: Well, you're obviously not old enough, neither of you, to remember the lamb bar from Australia. It was a metal bucket with uh, the straws and uh, the tubes and the nipples. And I had one of those when I was in California. So that was in the late 70s, early 80s. And obviously, Jim saw those. And decided that we could make one of those, and we didn't have to import them from uh, Australia or New Zealand. I think it actually was New Zealand. And we didn't want to import the nipples. He went on a patent search, and there was no patent for the nipples. And as I remember the story, he took a second mortgage on his house in Shawnee, to make the mold for those nipples. So we manufacture those cream nipples and, uh, we also manufacture the pop bottle nipples and, uh, it, Turn to a five gallon or three gallon bucket, and uh, it's wonderful. The trick is to start them off with the nipple when they're ba- when they're just newborn. Even put gloss in the nipples. It just you know, and get them used to that little heavier nipple rather than a really soft, soft uh, Pritchard nipple or a pop bottle. Nipple. And then they'll make the. All they have to do is take one, be hungry, and take one big sip, and then they're on it, and that's it. You know, the the most problem is sorting them out to make sure everybody gets a straw.
0: Yeah, that's what we've found, and for years now, we've started them off their very first feeding with those nipples, and and just just have had such great success, but. That That's very interesting, the, the history behind that, because they certainly do work great.
1: So you obviously have a lot of products. What products do you guys don't carry in your store specifically?
2: We don't carry any uh, prescription drugs. Gotcha. And we hear from one of our vendors that we're not going to be able to get anti- any antibiotics eventually with the new uh FDA rulings. Uh, there are a whole bunch of items. We got a letter from the state of California that we couldn't carry 17 different items. We couldn't ship them to California. Uh, so uh, that's going to happen soon. You'll have to get them either you know, from someone that has an on-site, not an on-site, but a veterinarian attached to the Uh, facility or whatever and we just can't do that so uh that's the future unfortunately
1: yeah as we see more regulation and consideration for um, and and keeping
2: antibiotics out of the food yep
0: basically
1: yep absolutely on that one there
0: and very understandable i mean it's you know I always appreciate being able to order um, vaccinations and so forth from you all. So I hope those can continue to come on. Those, those should continue. Yep.
2: Yeah. We should be able to continue those, uh, but you know we've we've gone through lots of iterations of the teramycins and things that have come off the market, and uh, we're we're making substitutions. This year we have some new products, some natural products. We've added a, a few natural products to uh, for like eye spray and things of that nature. So that's that's the the trend.
0: So let's talk about the milking machines a little more. Um, sure. I was very blessed in, in being able to get one of your milking machines this summer and actually had the wonderful experience of driving to DeSoto, Kansas and, um, seeing, seeing Caprine supply in person. That was fun. It was a great trip. And DeSoto is a neat little, just a neat little community. It looks like, um, and, uh, Greg was like, Oh yeah, I'm just finishing testing your, your machine right now and got to sit and visit for a little bit. And, uh, picked it up. And that was just, it was really neat to get to see the people behind my machine. But uh, talk about kind of your thought process in putting that together and and, um, manufacturing that machine from the ground up.
2: Uh, One thing I just wanted to add is we do have a storefront. So if you're in the area, you can just come or you can call and order and just pick them up so we and that saves shipping obviously so i just wanted to to get that in jim was the one who designed our milking machine he he was in collaboration with jim coburn up at coburn company and they they had a larger machine but we wanted a machine that was portable And I have to say, I was milking 60 goats here, and uh, I was the guinea pig for all the prototypes. (laughs) I can remember the one show that we went to with a portable machine on wheels, and it was small, just the way the System 1 is. And I mean, people were just amazed, and it's been a great machine. Uh, We wanted it sturdy, portable. Uh, just milking one, sometimes two goats, and uh, easy to clean, plug-in, and you can, you know, just turnkey. Those were all the important features that, and reliable. Those were the important features. We used to say that it's guaranteed against everything except foolishness, and then uh, Patty Dean uh Drove over her milking machine in the driveway and called us and said, I don't suppose you're going to replace it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my jaw is about to hit the floor when
0: I heard that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, my. <laughs>
2: a wonderful machine for us it's been absolutely great and uh i don't know i don't know do we have your dad's machine sitting in our office
1: yes you you, yes you have my dad's machine
2: you know i I said to greg uh what machine is this i mean it looks like it's had a lot of hard work and uh you know they're gonna go through it and (laughs) do what they need to do and yeah uh, we see machines that someone has a few of our original ones from like 1987. We used to see them at shows all the time.
1: So we have two of your machines, actually. We have one that is newer that's sitting there because we're very hard on our machines, I will say. Um, I'm not like every, every go person. Yes, we're, we're hard on our machines and we put them to work and... Sometimes they work three times a day and it's a hundred degrees outside and, and they're fairly dependable for the most, for, for the most part, I will say here, sometimes due to operator error. Um, and, and, you know, my, myself included, I'll, I'll take ownership of that there. We're not necessarily the best at it. Um, but it, they're, they're very great machines when they work there. They're, they're very steady and I I like mine, and then we, we acquired a second one as well from someone that is going out of goats that we would need to take over there at some point and get that cleaned up um, at some point.
2: Well, that, that, that's that been the history of them. We've been extremely pleased with them. Uh, we then, uh, I think it was three years ago, uh, one of our uh, main suppliers decided to manufacture a mini milker, which is something that I have wanted. We've looked for a mini milker over the years. So something that will milk one goat for people that have two, three or four goats that don't want that big machine. And our mini milker is just amazingly wonderful and reasonably priced. So that's been a great boon for small, small herds.
1: Oh, yeah. One question I do have on those milk machines, though, is where did did you do a lot of the initial research yourself? Because I, I think back to a lot of the universities, there's not a lot of university data and research on no, milk machines. No,
2: there's not. We, Jim did a lot of research and a lot of designing, a lot of... I mean, we used our goats as, uh, you know, the test... vehicles if you will and then we also put a few machines out to friends of ours who had goats and let them use them and took their feedback of what they wanted changed and how we could improve it so it went through a number of iterations before it came out as the system one
1: gotcha well that makes perfect sense there and i know laura uses the system one i use a system one um, my fiance does not use a system one because she's dumb. Uh, no, I was kidding.
0: <laughs> Ouch, Cameron! <laughs>
1: uh, because she probably didn't know they existed there back in the day. So it's it's a great milk machine, I will say. And one thing you you hit the nail on the head there. It's it's a reasonably priced machine as well. Yes.
2: That's what we, we've aimed for. You know, the price of steel has been outrageous, and uh, we really haven't had price increases. This year, everything has gone up in price, like everything else, unfortunately, but not uh, not excessive. So we're, we're we're hanging in there, and we always want to give people value for what they're buying.
1: Yeah, and one thing as well that you can purchase, and I want to make sure I get this right here, you can purchase warranties on those, Right. Well,
2: there. You know, we will keep them running for you, and uh, there. I don't actually know, to be honest with you, what the warranty is on them. I have to tell you that. I only write the the blurbs for them. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, um, you know, our, our philosophy is, as I said, guaranteed against anything but uh, foolishness. If a part is defective, we will replace it. If it's you know, uh, breaks because of stupidity generally will <laughs> you will send you. Uh, you'll buy a replacement part, but very little. There's very little that can go wrong on them.
0: One of the things that I really appreciate about your milking machines um, is the manual that comes with it. I learned so oh, much.
2: Yeah, and we've tried to, you know, we've tried to make it as simple as possible. Uh, and, you know, I that was written many years ago, but nothing really has changed. Uh, the important thing is, you know, to get the pulsation right and uh, just make, to me, the most important thing is not to over milk when you're milking and uh, then you'll, you'll tend to have really good utter health and be clean.
0: Yeah. And then I also appreciate the, the maintenance schedule that's in there, because I know that that's something that I tend to put off. And when I, when I see that in the book, I'm like, okay, I need to remember I'm not milking any animals right now. But every couple of weeks, I'm going to go out and start it up and make sure it's running fine, yeah. and you know, make sure it's yeah. it's not got any critters that have gotten into it or anything that or, shouldn't. or
2: moisture is right. the culprit, unfortunately. And you know, we live in a, with humidity, and uh, that tends to be over the winter it can freeze. I mean, it's all kinds of things. So doing that will
1: will help. Which reminds me, I do need to plug in my milk machine downstairs and make sure it's all firing on all cylinders. I'm going to do that after I we get done here good (laughs) (laughs) one question you know we talked about nigerians a little bit on your milk machines here have you kind of tempered or done maybe work with some collaborations with some people to kind of get the right pulsation right on the nigerian side there
2: You know you would have to check with Greg on that because I know that he, you know, he's the one who keeps track of. uh, I'm on the art side; he's on the nuts and bolts side. Gotcha. uh, You know, I can ask him that, and uh, I'm just honestly not sure about that because Nigerians weren't a thing. When I had goats, <laughs> <laughs> but they
1: sure are now. Well,
2: and we're very I, thankful for
1: it. Well, I'll tell you a story about those. So, my dad ordered a set of inflations once, and he had ordered the Nigerian size of inflations rather than the full size goat size of inflations, and uh, we we saw firsthand on how um, bad that can be. Let's just say yeah. that yeah. they have to fit. Yes. They
2: they have to fetch. Um, Now, I don't know. Thinking back to my Toggenberg first fresheners, I'm not sure that uh, the Nigerian inflations wouldn't be great for those because I can remember some of those tiny, tiny, tiny little teats on those (laughs) Toggenberg first
0: fresheners. (laughs) The ones where you have to hold the inflations up and hope that they go ahead and milk it out because they're yeah. so tiny. The
2: two-finger, if hand-milking, the two-finger milking, and maybe one of those fingers is too much, but you need it.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I have that on Alpine sometimes. I have yeah.
1: I, I have a sable dough right right now, actually, that we're, we have to do that for. It's wonderful. She just had babies. <laughs> yeah. But... You talked a little bit in your intro about your your experience in the out, out Caprine. Did I say that right? Out oh,
2: Caprine,
1: yeah. Oh, out oh, Caprine herd there. Um, and you talked about some of the highlights there. But what was your some of your favorite experiences you had having goats and growing up with goats and being part of that community there? I got to
2: tell you, you know, we went to our first national show. I looked it up today in Pomona. In 1976, I believe, with uh, five Toggenbirds. And that was just the most exciting thing we've ever done. We also came from California to Grays Lake in 1979 with 40 goats. We hauled other people's goats too to the national show there. Uh, and uh, I will say, like the Harrisburg nationals and the Oklahoma city national shows where we were grand and reserve. And, uh, I mean, those were really, really exciting times. Uh, we you know, it just the, that and the people, and we're still friendly with a lot of goat people. As I told Laura that Dan Laney is going to be here for three weeks in February and, uh, he comes every year when he does the Sedalia show and he visits with us for a week to 10 days. And we have all these relationships that we've had starting in the 70s. And a lot of the people that we're still friendly with uh, at least talk back and forth on Facebook and that sort of thing. So it's, it's been wonderful. I, I, I loved it and I continue to love it. It's been a very important part of our lives.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the products that that you've had, and I don't believe it's in your catalog now, was a book that you produced several years back called Goat Keeping One Hundred and One, and it was a product that I had bought different times and gave to some of my uh, new to goat friends, or you know, if I sold some goats to a forager that was trying to get get started in things. Um, Can you talk about your book a little bit? A little bit, because I, I I'm sure that most ninety nine percent of it was based on your own experiences in raising dairy goats.
2: It was uh, Go Keeping One Hundred One was a combination of stories of our experiences and. Uh, mostly written about experiences from when I had Toggenbergs, but I wrote a series of articles for the Dairy Goat Journal, and Kent Leach, who was the publisher then, was very generous in allowing us to use those articles as part of that book, and we're very thankful for it. Unfortunately, I mean, we've sold 20,000, 30,000 copies of that book. I mean, we reprinted it and reprinted it and reprinted it, It needs. It's dreadfully in need of uh, updating, and I just can't do it, unfortunately. Plus, I'm not all that knowledgeable. I mean, I really am not day to day me in uh, the goat world, and it would take uh, a lot of upgrading of it in order to do a revised version of it. Uh, So I loved it, and it's been great. It's been a wonderful seller. I. Every once in a while, you'll find a copy on Amazon, uh, but uh, generally, they're out of print.
1: Wow. And that, that's incredible that a book, just, just one book that you thought, okay, this might help some people, was printed 30,000 times and shipped across the U.S. and across the world even. That's...
2: And, and it, it was. Uh, we talked about uh, translating it into Spanish. Wow. Uh, we never did get to do that, but
1: uh, it would have been a great thing for us. Oh, you, totally! I after going and judging in Mexico and meeting the people down there, they are there are craving goat literature. Not not just liber they're just craving goat anything down there. Really, um, yeah, they would have they would have loved that.
2: It, unfortunately,
1: it is out of print. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that, though, because I just perused through your website and I was just kind of looking there. And there's lots of books. It's not just, you know, raising, raising, it's not just the one on one books. It's not, it's not out of print. It's out of print right now, but there's tons of books on there. And something that really popped my eye was from Magnum Semen Works, MSW. <laughs> is If you've ever seen a cane code with MSW, it's coming from Magnum. Um it is. But
2: we, I tried really hard to get Karen Lewis to uh, write us a booklet on uh, uh, AI, and unfortunately, none of us could get together and have the time in order to do it. We wanted to update that magazine. I mean, that's at least thirty, forty years old. Unfortunately,
1: but still a good resource, I would say. There, it is. Um, we
2: we own we own that book, so we're able to reprint it, uh, and that's what we've done with some of the older books: is that we've bought the rights to them
0: and
1: can reprint them. That's that's really cool. That's really freaking cool.
0: Well, and most certainly, if you do have some semen that has MSW on the cane, you know you've got good stuff because man, they really knew what they were doing. They
2: did a good job. Yeah. Yes, they
0: did for sure. Carol wrote <laughs> Yep. Yep. Wade and Carol were two amazing people
1: yeah absolutely there so laura uh you know we kind of are kind of our one of our last things here that we kind of want to talk about is is we want to brag on you joan and some of the products that that we have there um laura what's some of your favorite products that they have in the store
0: well i already mentioned that caprine feeder like lifesaver and you know I will say I have tried different things at different times. Oh, let's set it up with a cooler system or whatever. I always find myself going back to that Caprine feeder. It just, it is just too easy. Just makes it so easy. And especially for somebody combining busy, busy children's lives and a full-time job and still wanting to raise my kids not on their moms. It just really has been a lifesaver for me. I love your breakaway collars. I know that you can get plastic chain probably other places, but your pre-cut, just just buying a big old bag of 10 collars um, with the little connecting clips on them, that is just so easy. And um, I've tried different collars before and I always go back to those. I think those collars are just amazing.
2: Oh, great. We're glad. To to hear that, Uh, and and you you know if you want different colors to color code, you don't have to buy a bag. You can buy them individually, so you can color code or buy one color and then have a sort of an alert if you have a dose whose milk should be separated or something like that. Or do it by breeds.
1: Oh yeah,
0: totally Love, love them. Those colors are great. Um, something else that I've found that you guys carry that I haven't been able to find anywhere else is your amazing buck off soap. We
2: manufacture that. We have a manufacturer for us.
0: It is, it works better than anything that I've tried. And, and I've tried other people's soaps. They say, Oh yeah, it'll take that buck smell off. Nope. It doesn't work like buck off. I mean, I truly can handle my stinky boys in the morning, wash my hands and go to work. And people still want to talk to me. It it really works.
2: (laughs) I'll also tell you another use for it, because I'm a fly fisherman, and so if I'm going fly fishing um, and I want to bring a gift to someone, I always bring them some uh, bars of buck-off because it works great on fishy-smelling hands, too, or anything that's really strong-smelling, so So there's a lot of other uses.
1: Is that buck-off made with goat's milk, then, and sourced kind of around you? Oh, Okay.
2: Yeah, we used to have a full line of that soap, um, all different uh, smells and fragrances. But we we didn't sell a lot. There's so much competition in soap that we just kept the buck off because it's. I mean, it's a great, great product, and we've had it for I don't know, 25 years or so, and it's made locally.
0: Yeah, well, the awesome. bars last forever the smell is wonderful and it's just something that I never find myself without because like you said, I'll use it in the kitchen to take onion off my hands and it's, it's wonderful. It is, it is a favorite.
2: And so it's, it's kind to your hands too.
0: Right. Oh yeah. yeah. One of your other products that, that um, I have found over the years is just amazing are your um, milk stands. And, um, back when I was a teenager in high school, I saved up a whole bunch of money. You know, to me, it was a lot of money and bought, bought one of your milking stands. And I still have that stand. I mean, it's, you know, that was, I'm old. <laughs> that was a long time ago, you know? So, um, they just last forever, uh, heavy duty, easy to fold. Um, I, I can't say enough about the milking stands that you guys sell.
2: Well, we love them, and we sell a ton of them. And you can get different headpieces for them, you know, if you happen to have bucks, or you have just want a grooming. And so, they're interchangeable, the headpieces. So that's helpful too for people. Uh, We've had those in our in our catalog, and uh, for you know since almost since we opened. But again, those are locally made in Desoto.
1: Awesome. Well that's that's super fun. I'm I'm looking through the catalog right here and you just don't you don't just have the milk stands, but I love that you have the ability to buy other headpieces too. Right. I I think that makes it almost a lot more customizable cuz maybe you want the base of the stand but maybe you have sheep too so you want a sheep stand and, and a goat stand or maybe you have uh, bucks that are unruly like we all have there. That's super convenient. Yeah, that's We, we
2: added those early on and made sure that they're sturdy, that, you know, they don't tip and the headpieces. I mean, everything is that heavy duty seal and, um, it, it really is a great product and it will, I'm not sure it'll last forever, but I mean, we see them that are 20, 25 years old as long as they're not left out in the elements. And if the paint starts to chip, you just spray on some of the spray paint that's uh, you know uh protective and so it won't
1: rust yeah and i i love the ramp that you can put up there for all those queens that don't want to jump
0: yep yep. <laughs> exactly. yep, and i like the breeding stand for ai because as i get older and it's harder to contort myself around to hold a doe on my leg and and move all that i I think I'm going to have to get one of those breeding stands because I think that... I believe,
2: I believe they're 12 inches high as opposed to the 16. So uh, it just makes it a whole lot. It, it, it puts them at eye level when you're going about
1: the AI. Sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally there. My favorite thing in yours, and it's something that I probably buy three of every single year, are the floating thermometers. Um, because we break them, we forget them, or we leave them at a show. So it, it's because we, we pasteurize all our milk at goat shows every single year and they are the, you don't know how many times I've boiled milk in order to get it uh, to that there, but those floating thermometers, they're not that uh, expensive and uh, they just work really well.
2: That's great to hear. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Yeah. So that's some of my favorite things there. Can I oh, tell yeah. you
2: about a couple of new products yeah. we, we have been. um,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
2: We, we're carrying something called Healthy Coat Goat, and it's a it's a uh, omega three supplement, and uh, it's for coats and uh, just general overall good health supplement. And we also sell the dog. How I came to it was the dog, uh, Healthy Coat Dog, and my dog is a horrible, horrible, horrible shadow. And I started them on it about six months ago, and the shedding has uh, come down maybe like 70%. It's just an incredible product. So we have both the goats, and we have the dog. It comes in 8-ounce and in 32-ounce, I believe. And then we have new um, feeding bottles, the best bottles. They're sort of a square shape. And they're smaller, uh, they fit my hand much better than some of the bigger bottles, and they also, they come with a soft nipple, they have a harder nipple too that you can order, and they come in a 10 ounce, and a 20 ounce, and a 32 ounce. And we're carrying the Noromectin Plus now, for those of you who are not in California. And uh, we, we have, uh, as I told you before, two new um, natural products. They're a wound product and a hook product. And uh, those are pretty much the new products. that we, we have a few others, but those are the most notable of the new products that we're carrying. Uh, we've got some than, um eye spray, pink eye spray, which is uh, replacing a lot of the other stuff we have. Um, uh,
1: I, I really like the eye spray. I will say we use that when we do see like crusties or crud, in, I'll call it crud in the eyes there, or you have pink eye there. So we have used that, and I will say that's a very good product.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so we're you know we don't have a lot of new products, but uh, ones a lot of them are replacing stuff that we had to take out of the catalog that we couldn't get anymore. And that's that's always the fight, especially now with the supply chain.
0: So, if our if our um, listeners have not received a Caprine supply catalog, how do they how do they get one sent to them?
2: Have not received it yet.
0: Yeah no yep. no if they haven't received them in the past and they'd like to start getting them how do they do that
2: they can call us and ask us to send the catalog right now we will not be sending it right away unless they specifically ask for a 2021 catalog. Generally our cutoff is about the middle of December. Unfortunately, with this delay and our new catalog is coming out, we're, you know, we're continuing to set we still have 2021 catalogs. But all you need to call us at one 800 646 7736 and request a catalog. They we gather them up and send them out at the end of the week. Uh, So they go out um, as a bunch. Uh, You can always do that, but your catalog should be in your mailbox around the second week of February, and we apologize. As I said, we just found out about that last Thursday. We were waiting on our boxes. We get about 4,000 catalogs before the mailings, and uh, they never showed up. So we called and said, where are they? And they said, oh, your catalog isn't printed yet.
1: Well... uh well, Joan, let me tell you what. I've got about 10 goats due in the middle of February, that second week there. So if it comes, I will have some good reading to wait for those kids to be born. You
2: will, but you, but you have your barn camp.
0: So
1: that, I, well, I can always read it inside. More light in you, there.
0: You can do it in style. You can do it in this. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if they want to find you online, you're at CaprineSupply.com. It's yes, a very easy-to-use oh, yeah. website.
1: Super, super easy there. Uh, again. Oh, I'm
2: glad. That's what we've for. Uh, we strive for. We've we had a little bit of a delay, per usual, of uh, updating some of our shipping, so um uh, some of the old shipping prices is still on there, which is great for people because shipping has gone up but uh, it's getting updated. Our, our um, IT is done off offshore so it does take a while. Oh,
1: uh, that's, okay. that's okay there. Um, Joan, thank you so much for being our guest and working with us here today. Uh, it truly was uh, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it it's an honor um, for, for you to come on and talk about your products oh yes
2: we are so honored well we thank you so much I mean it's a great opportunity for us and uh, we just want to be of service to the goat industry and that's what we've always strived for
0: will we get to see you at Harrisburg this summer
2: Greg will be there probably Yep, we're not doing the traveling anymore, as I'm sure you've recognized, but uh, Greg will be there as far as I know. If all goes well, he will be there, and he loves to do the shows, and he loves to do conventions. So, um, you know, as long as it's not a two- to three-day drive, that's sort of, Harrisburg is easy. (laughs)
1: I I will disagree with you on that. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Those those mountains get you.
2: I have great memories of at least two Harrisburg shows (laughs) there with our La Mancha. So uh, it's always been, it touches my heart that we're still going there.
0: And
1: if the listener say, I'm a listener, and I wanted to place an order for a milk machine, would you be able to deliver it to Harrisburg or any other supply?
2: Absolutely. What we do is we usually we usually put a thing on Facebook. That's about the way we can contact people. Um we will always deliver shipping free, free shipping to the national show and convention as long as we get the order a day before we're packing our truck, unless it's something that has to be ordered or drop shipped. And that would be like a system for the deluxe, you know, those, those we don't ship ourselves. But other than that, pretty much everything we carry, uh, we can bring at no shipping. But you just have to get your order in before, you know, a couple of days before we're leaving.
1: Gotcha. Well, that would be we awesome. always do that. That would be awesome. Or if we have listeners coming through as well, you always like, like people to stop in if they order things as well, right?
2: Absolutely. We're open from eight to five, five days a week. So uh, the only days we're closed are like uh, Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve and we're not open when UPS doesn't ship, gotcha. other than that's very few days a year, so we're eight to five, we're there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Joan. Again, it's an thank honor. Thank you. Thank you for spreading some wisdom here. As always, listeners, if you liked us, tell a friend. If not, give us some feedback, because feedback is a blessing, and we always need that here.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this delve into Caprine Supply with us today. And um, as always, as Cameron said, give us feedback. If there's something that you'd like us to discuss or um, somebody that you'd like us to get on as a guest, we're always happy to to try to do that as well. So uh, we hope you all have a great week and we'll catch you on the next episode of Goat Gab.